Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discussed the Chiefs' blowout victory against the Raiders in a huge Thursday night tilt against the Chargers, which could determine the AFC West. Uh, Joe, before that Raiders victory, Yannick Ngakwe led the Raiders onto, the mid, onto midfield. They gathered on the Chiefs' Arrowhead logo, and of course they got smoked by the Chiefs. Joe, have you ever experienced anything like that where an opposing team did that or seen that? No, Jeff. I have to say in, in, in six years I was in the NFL, I, I don't ever remember anything that egregious, you know, that just – plus you, you, then you throw – then you couple it with the victory lap, right? Like the old, <laughs> the old dreaded Raiders yeah. victory lap, right? Like so – Oh, not good. Not good. It doesn't play well, you know, and it doesn't, it just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't send the right message to people. Like it's not, that's not a way that you get yourself fired up and that you demonstrate confidence. That's not the Raiders that I know, Jeff, Mm -hmm. like that's the Raiders, you know, were a team that you didn't want to play because they were so tough and they would hit you under the chin and they would keep coming and they were relentless and yeah, were they, uh, you know, were they a little bit out there, you know, in the Matuzak era and Howie Long and, you know, uh, Otis Sistrunk from the University of Mars and, 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 and Ted Hendricks, the stork and Kenny Stable, like these cast of characters that were just rough and tumble, you know, like that's the Raider. That's, that's the confidence that the Raiders should have, not this false bravado type stuff, you know, that's just not what sports are about. And, and I, you know, listen, you know, everybody wants to play teams that are tough and everybody wants their teams to be tough and you do it by demonstrated success, not by, you know, moves like that. I just didn't think it sent, sent the right leadership message and, and, and role model message to everybody that that's how you get yourself fired up. And you saw what happened, you know, what it did. For, and for what is worth, some of the players like Tyron Matthew, who's kind of the heartbeat of the, of the defense, wasn't actually where it was happening, didn't realize it uh, until later. So it might not have had that effect, that, uh, that necessarily even fired up the Chiefs even more. Um, and, and Matthew did say, his, you know, he, he had a good quote. He said, yeah, I didn't really know about it, but that doesn't seem like what championship teams uh, do. And, mm-hmm. Joe, the other thing I was going to say, I actually um, – I, I think we're both of this in the in the same camp here that we're we, you want to act like you've been there before and uh, you know be a little bit more humble. Um, I, I though actually think the taking the victory lap with a bus was kind of let you know to the victors go the spoils. You can kind of yeah. do what you want. I see a difference between that last year and then uh, oh totally and the and the logo thing and you know they the Raiders ended up that second game after defeating the chiefs at home, play the Raider, uh, play the chiefs pretty tough. Yeah. The logo thing. I, I just, I don't understand what you're going to call, you know, it, it seems like it's a cost benefit. It's how much is going to benefit you versus how much is it going to cost you by potentially pumping up the, the chiefs more, more, a little bit more. Yeah. Jeff, I have a great logo story 
um, when I was coaching high school football, we were a triple option team. So we ran the ball a lot anyway. We were playing a team where, look, there's no, there's no lines, no Vegas lines on high school games. But if I had to put a line on the game, we were, we were a really solid high school football team at the time, you know, always in, in contention for the league title, playoffs, state playoffs, et cetera. And we were playing a team that we were probably, if I had to put a Vegas line on it, I'd say we were probably a two touchdown, two to three touchdown favorite, right? It was just a game we should have won and we lost at home. And the opposing coach did a jig and a dance, like an Irish jig on our logo, right in the middle of the field with his team around him. And I'm telling you, it sent a message to the kids and our kids went to it with a quiet resolve, went on to win the league title, go deep into the state playoffs. And then the next year we played them again. We set the Pennsylvania state record for the number of runs in a game and the number of yards gained in a game on the ground. We rushed for 81 yards and it was well over six. It was like almost 700 yards rushing. And we were getting into situations, Jeff, where it was like third and nine. And our offensive coordinator was on the headset asking our head coach, like, coach, should we, should we pass here? And he's like, nope, run it. He just wanted to beat them so bad with the run game and just pound them into the ground with a quiet confidence. Nobody said anything. He was basically just like, I'll never forget hearing that come over my headset when the offensive coordinator was like, was like, coach, should we, should we throw the ball here? It's third and eight or third and nine. He's like, nope, run it. And we ran and got the first down <laughs> and we beat them. You know, it was a shutout. We won like, I don't know, it was like 48 to nothing. I mean, you talk about a pounding and like, that's the kind of stuff. Like I have a firsthand story of what that does to a team and the resolve that it puts into a coaching staff and a play and the players that they, you know, when you do that kind of stuff, it just takes things up to a, to the next level. So <laughs> I just have a good loco story. I figured I'd share it. I know it's high school versus pro, but uh, you know, Still the same, still the same kind of mentality. Great story, Joe. Very good comp there, and obviously they were fired up. And the, the Chiefs, man, the Chiefs. Well, we'll get into this after the uh, after a word from our sponsor here. But the Chiefs, that defense has been coming out with their hair on fire just to start the game, forcing three and outs. This time they forced a turnover. Uh, more on that in a, in, a, in a little bit here. But first, we're back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe 50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your Vegas favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Um, Joe, that, that defense, which I, I love that's your logo story, a great story. And, and it sounds like your team was fired up. Uh, Chiefs probably were fired up too. And that defense is playing so well. I found some good stats for you, Joe. I know you're going all right. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 Joe is rubbing his hands. He's, he's looking forward to this. So the Chiefs have held opponents to 10 or fewer points in three consecutive games, tying for the second longest streak of allowing 10 or fewer in franchise history. 
and their streak they have a streak of six straight games of allowing 17 or fewer points. And that's the longest active streak in the NFL. Miami and New England were both on by that uh, last week, and they each have five game streaks of allowing 17 or fewer points. So, wow, this, this defense, some impressive stats there, Joe. Wow, that is amazing, Jeff. And I'm going to have to give a shout-out, Jeff, to – uh, somebody that I had met this morning, and his name is Benton, and he's a fifth grader at Allendale Elementary School, a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. P.J. Ricky, uh, who is a fifth grade teacher there, had me speak to his class via Zoom today. And we were talking about goal setting, and it turns out Benton is a super fan of the mm-hmm. Chiefs all the way here in Pennsylvania. And when he was asking me questions, you know, about the things that we were talking about in this little Zoom assembly that we did, I said, well, Benton, I got to ask you, what do you think of the Chiefs, buddy? And he was he was right there with you, Jeff. He's like, this defense is really giving the whole team the confidence to succeed. And I thought that was a really insightful comment from a fifth grader who's, who's a super Chiefs fan. And, and he's right. And I, I give Benton a lot of credit for realizing that, uh, that this defense has really turned it around. I mean, they have – they've instilled, you know, confidence in the whole organization. And I think it's been, it's helped Patrick get out of his little mini slump. It's helped the offense start to get clicking again. And it is awesome to see. I mean, it, it's, it's been a spectacle, right? And, and those stats are fantastic, Jeff. I mean, those are, that's exactly when you look back on those. I mean, of course, stats can be retrospective most of the time because it's, it's stuff that's happened. But if it's indicative of how this team can keep playing, then my goodness, I mean, I, you know, you know, we should be punching our tickets to a deep playoff run at this point, if they can keep playing like that. And now Joe, the, the, that defense, which has been playing so well, faces a pretty big test. When we were looking at the schedule, we thought, you know, uh, the Broncos and chiefs, the Broncos at home and the chiefs coming off a bye. Andy Reid's so good after the bye and, and the Raiders who are, you know, Let's be honest, they're, they're kind of struggling. They look a little rudderless with all this gone on, all the chaos within that organization. But this is when kind of the schedule kind of heats up again. You know, the Chargers, this one really is for the AFC West. The Chargers, of course, defeated the Chiefs earlier in the season. And then you have um, the Steelers, Bengals, and the Broncos, always tough in mile high. So real big test, Joe, and that defense, we've got to talk about some um, – some matchup issues that could be affected. Uh, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle, who's been really good from Northwestern. We have to get that plug yep, in there. Get that in there. Uh, of the Chargers, rookie who's been really good. Sounds like he might be out uh, with, with COVID. And Chris Jones, who I think is the Chiefs' best defensive player, uh, is in COVID protocol. No word on whether he will miss the game. Uh, just Andy Reid during his press conference uh, Tuesday, which is his last – uh, media obligation until after the game uh, just said that he's in protocol and did not practice uh, Tuesday. Joe, some, so your, your take on, on these absences and, and also the game. Is oh. cool. Yeah, Jeff, that's a, you know, that's a lot to unpack right there. You put a lot of, a lot of I was talking in. for a, a while there. Well, I'm worried about, you know, Ben was giving some really insightful. Right. Was, I, I had, I'm worried he's going to take my job. He might take over. It might so be that's why I really had to ben put him <laughs> You're really pulling out all the stops. That's awesome. That's hysterical. Um, no, but I think Jeff, you know, there, there, there was a lot of powerful information in there. And, and, and number one, you know, the schedule, right? I mean, I think if I have to, if I have to say, you know, I think the, 
the charger schedule is a lot easier after this game, right? So the Texans, the chargers, the rate uh, the chargers, of course they're playing themselves, the Texans, the Broncos, and then the Raiders, right? Should be a pretty easy run for the chargers if they stay healthy through those last three games, you know, and that's something to be concerned about on how this game goes, because, you know, if you really think about it and you think about, you know, look, are the Steelers playing great? Not, not really, but, you know what? Big Ben might have a game in there. They might pull something out. Coach Tomlin always gets his teams ready for big games. The Bengals can, you know, they're, I think they're probably the best team that the Chiefs are going to play. And then they got to finish off with the Broncos, the same as, you know, the Chargers in, in that mix as well, um, with the Chargers having to play the Broncos the week before. So that could be a cakewalk for, for the Chiefs after the new year on January 9th. But, like, I just, I just feel like um, – I just feel like the Chargers got a little bit of an easier run Mm -hmm. and this game is really going to be for me. And I hate to say it, like I'm kind of calling it like the AFC West championship game. Um, I I just, you know, look, anything can happen in those last three weeks, but this game is really has that kind of has that written all over it. And it's a short week. So it's really going to test the metal of these two teams, right? How they can bounce back from pretty big wins um, you know, with a short week, of course, the Chiefs have to go on the road. Uh, you know, you do gain, you know, gain some time heading to the West Coast. Not much, a couple hours, but still, nonetheless, they, you know, they'll gain a little time uh, heading to the West Coast. I'd hate, you know, if this was a Thursday night game on the East Coast, Chiefs would be in for it, you know, because you're just, it just throws your whole body clock off, you know, when you, when you have to speed up a little bit there and play a night game when, you know, in your mind, it's 920 when kickoff happens you know, and, and doing that on a short week would be tough. And this is a little, those little things, right? Those little mm-hmm. mental distractions that, you know, you don't even know you're thinking about, but they're happening uh, as a player. And so I, I just think this is a huge, huge game. I think the world's going to be watching. And I think this is going to tell us, you know, who is going to, what, you know, whether it could be the Chiefs Patriots deep down the road, or it's going to be the Chargers Patriots deep down the road. This could be the game, you know, especially if we – you know, seeing how Herbert plays without, you know, one of his star linemen um, and if we if the Chiefs can get to him. But then if we don't have Chris Jones, does that kind of negate things a little mm-hmm. bit? Does that, you know, what does that do? I, I think personally, look, <laughs> this is going to sound like every offensive lineman I've ever known is going to be mad at me and is going to be texting me at this point who's listening. Um, but I think it's – I think losing Chris Jones is, is a lot more of an – has more of an effect than it does – the Chargers losing an offensive lineman. You know, look, I know we're all, hey, listen, all of us offensive linemen, we're super important. Don't get me wrong. But I just think losing Chris Jones in this big game on this big stage is going to have a more negative impact than any of the stuff that the Chargers have going on injury-wise. I I agree, Joe. That could potentially be, uh, yeah, really something. You know, the the other thing too, Joe, is that uh, when I look at this matchup, the 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 Chargers obviously playing at home, but like that that home field has not been, you know, they've had so many stating issues. We had the guys from Bolted on our podcast, you know, during the off season, and they were they were great talking about the Chargers move from San Diego, you know, and it's not really their stadium was is kind of the Rams who were the first tenant, and the Chargers were in a you know that smaller kind of soccer stadium before, so they've had trouble with this fan base, and they've actually lost three of their five games at home. So I, I think that is one advantage for the Chiefs in the sense normally you're like, oh, you're going on the road. I, I don't think that's going to be an obstacle for the Chiefs at all. I don't think they're going to have trouble hearing or with their communications. I, I do think that's 
one thing that they've got going for them. Um, but I think, um, yeah, but you're right. You're, you, 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 it's just definitely, God, even when they were in San Diego, Jeff, I got to say, like, I, it was one of those stadiums, like, even when they were good, like in 1992, we, we played, you know, we played the Chargers in the first round of the playoff. The last year of At, Marty Ball, like before Joe came, Joe Montana came. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was 1992, the 92 season. We would have played yeah. in, in January of 93. And, and we went out there and like as good as they were that year. They had all the names, you know, and, and, you know, Junior say I was at the height of his defensive career and like people would show up like halfway through the first quarter. And then you'd look up in the middle of the fourth quarter and the stadium was like half empty. And you're like, what, what's going on? Like people at Arrowhead, it's like, you got to like, the police have to come and like tell them all to go home. <laughs> right. Cause they, they don't want to leave Arrowhead parking lot. Right. They get there super early. They stay super late. They never walk out on the chiefs. And it's like, it was very um, surprising for me to see that. And I guess, you know, some people say, wow, it's just that California sports mentality and, you know, traffic or whatever in California. I was like, I just felt, I found it very bizarre that, that they didn't have the support that, you know, somebody like the Chiefs did, somebody like the Chiefs did. And um, this is very interesting. So you bring up a, you bring up a great point. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle sometimes when these teams are bouncing all around. That's the old joke about those California teams. You know, you have good weather, you have beaches, less reason to <laughs> a lot of distractions to opposed to just going to a sporting event. So that's true, Jeff. Well, say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox Lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkling, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price, eight hundred dollars per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush, pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price or they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com, that's L-I-G-H-T-B-O-X, jewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Uh, Joe, a bit, the big storyline, of course, from the previous matchup uh, against the Chargers, which we were all surprised that the Chiefs uh, lost to them in Arrowhead, was the Chiefs had four turnovers. Uh, do, you, do you think turnovers, again, are the key to the game, or is there a particular matchup that you think uh, might determine this? Um, that's a great question, Jeff. I, I think it's, it's going to – you know, I think it's really going to come down to – well, it always comes down to turnovers, right? I mean, look at, look at the Raiders. I mean, you look at the stat line, and the Raiders, you know, they didn't put up horrible numbers, but, right. you know, you can't, you can't have four – you just can't have four turnovers. It just – it's just – it's, it's, it doesn't help in any way at all. Like, it's just, you know, you, one, you can get by. Two, all right, if you're playing well, you get into the three or four range. So, yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta kind of forget about that whole game, um, you know, the Chiefs – the Chiefs Chargers as, far, as it relates to, to the turnovers and the Chiefs losing that game. I think it's, you know, we've joked about this before, Jeff, like the quarterbacks never actually go against each other. But I think, I think this is really going to come down to a, to a marquee quarterback matchup. I think Herbert is playing really well right now. I think Patrick is finding his groove. He's getting back to, you know, the Patrick who has full confidence in the whole team. I think the running game is really coming together. 
Um, and it's not just, you know, it's not just uh, chicanery, right? It's not just, all right, well, let's do some jet sweeps to Tyreek. You know, let's, you know, let's get our, you know, receivers in the mix here. You know, it was, you know, I think it was true running game stuff, you know, whether it's straight run handoff, you know, plays, or if it's, you know, like I use that term a lot, extending the running game with quick pops to the, to the backs out of the backfield. Like, let's get that going because I think the chiefs have that working right now. And it's really, it's going to help Patrick, you know, get that mojo back that he needs to, you know, work the ball downfield and make the chargers think about it. So in essence, I guess, long answer to a short question. I think it's also going to come down to how the game is won up front. You know, if we can get after Herbert and, you know, if Chris Jones is healthy and he comes off protocol and he plays, keep that pressure on the coach bags has been putting, um, you know, we've even found a lot of success just rushing four, which has been great. So, and that really helps. So I think it's going to be three things, you know, lack of turnovers and penalties uh, and not shooting, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh, and then I think it's going to come down to the QB matchup and how both of those guys play. And then the next thing will be, you know, winning the battle up front and the chiefs sort of owning the line of scrimmage and winning that time of possession and let's get in that mode. Let's let's keep Herbert off the field. You know, it's a pretty high-powered offense they have going right now. And the Chargers are putting up some points. And, you know, if we can, uh, you know, keep that offense off the field and, and we can control the clock a little bit more, that, that certainly ups our chances of coming out of, you know, California with a win. Uh, you mentioned the Herbert-Mahomes matchup. You know, Coach Spaggs said that, like, when every time he puts on the tape of him, he just comes away amazed. And – Look, uh, Patrick Mahomes, there's, there's no one in the league I would trade him for. And he is a quarterback. If you wanted to start a team now, if you wanted to have one for the season, he's the guy I take 10 times out of 10. I mean, Herbert, you could make a case, is actually more physically gifted. It, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, they're both awesome. But, like, Herbert, you see the passes he makes. They both have cannon arms. But he's also 6'6" hard to bring down and really mobile for that size. And they're both obviously really accurate. So I'm, I'm really excited to see those two guys. It should be a lot of fun to see. Yeah. He, he, he looks a little like a, um, I don't know. He looks a little like a little young John Elway almost, you know, like, wow. cause it's bad. You know, John's, John's knees got a little, you know, he, he, he can some, move, yeah, he can but move. he could move early on in his career. And boy, was he big. I'll never forget the first time I saw, John Elway on the field live. I was like, Oh my God, is, is that a tackle? I was like, he wow. is a big dude. And, and that's what kind of Herbert, you know, uh, Justin Herbert reminds me of a little bit, you know, he just has that look, he's big statuesque type quarterback. And like you said, he's got a cannon, he's physically gifted. And, you know, I think this is going to be a great game. It's a great game for the AFC, the AFC West. This is a great test for the chiefs. And I think our fans, I think chiefs fans should be really excited about this game. And we come out of this with a victory, you know, we roll through the rest of the schedule and, you know, who knows, we get somebody to knock off the Patriots and, and maybe we get that number one seed and, you know, everything has to come through Arrowhead. I think that's everybody's wish. And, and I think what Andy Reid has this team striving for. Uh, one thing I, I'm also looking uh, for as far as matchups, I want to see that the Chargers are big on the screen game. I, I think that's good. It could be a, an interesting part of this game and how the Chiefs can defend it. Austin Ackler has been a little bit banged up, but he's a really good receiver uh, for running back. And that's something that the Chiefs pass rush has really been coming off the ball. That's something that could potentially negate that. I want to see who who does who gets the best of, uh, whom in that that matchup uh, and Joe some kind of insighted 
we have this short week here, and it was really interesting to hear how the Chiefs are preparing for it. Um, uh, Coach Spaggs also said that, you, you know, he doesn't he, – he said that he used to, when he had the Thursday night game, try and prepare for that opponent in advance too, but he said it got too much, that he would, you know, get jersey numbers confused. But his staff has been preparing for the Chargers even – well, you know, before the Raiders game. Um, and, you know, it kind of helps the Chiefs. The Raiders game was such a blowout. You almost don't need to look at the tape. Uh, that's what Matthew said he did. Usually he looks at the Raiders tape and he just ignored it. You know, they've already played them twice. They don't need to, to see it. And so he moved right on to Chargers. Um, and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, um went, you know, that Sunday night. They're already digging deep into Chargers film. Uh, so, Joe, uh, kind of we have this short week. Who, who do you see coming out on top? What's, what's your prediction here? Well, I think let's, let's, um, well, maybe we'll do two scenarios, Jeff. I think, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the Chiefs, I, 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 think the, I think the Chiefs win this game both ways. I think scenario A, scenario B. I think their defense as a whole is playing well enough that, um, that they can, that they can contain this offense. I really do w- with or without Chris Jones. And I think, so scenario A with Chris Jones, let's say he's lucky enough to come off COVID protocol. You know, let's say he's, you know, he's got his vaccination. I know that the testing is a little different when you're vaccinated and you can come off it a little quicker. Um, I know that, that they've been, I've been reading some stuff about, you know, with, with Josh Gordon and the positive signs that, that when you're vaccinated, how it can change the way the protocol goes. And I think if, if Chris Jones plays, I think the Chiefs win by 10. You know, I think they win like, you know, 35, 24, I think it's going to be a score. I think teams are going to score. This is going to, they're going to score. Yeah. You know, it's California game. Weather's going to be good. It's not going to be cold. Uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's a 35 to 24. Maybe I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the chargers, you know, 20, 35, 28. Um, if Chris Jones plays, I, I think if he doesn't play, I think the chiefs win by a field goal. You know, I think it's going to be one of those games where the chiefs, you know, you know, they'll score their 35, but, you know, it could be, you know, 35 to 31. It could be 38 to 35. Like, I think it's going to – it'll up the chances for the Chargers to put a few more points on the board. But I still think the Chiefs come out on top either way. I just think it's going to be a little closer if Chris Jones doesn't play. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I think even – I do think the Chiefs probably win either way. Um and I think even – I think this is going to be really close, though. I think even if Chris Jones does play, I think it's still – I'm going like a three-point margin. I think just these teams are really closely matched. Chargers very dangerous. I just think it's – I go back. It's so hard to beat a team twice during the regular season, especially yeah. in Andy Reid coach team uh, that I'm going with the Chiefs. But, Joe, I, I think they might see each other again. And I, I would I, – that's kind of my prediction. Chiefs win this one, but I think there's going to be a rubber match down in the playoffs, down the line. That would be really exciting. Either way, because I think you're right. Either way, uh, you know, if, if the Chargers are lucky enough to pull a win out, uh, I think either way these teams will probably see each other again, which is really cool. And that's great for the AFC West, right, to have two teams at this, at this time of the season, you know, really making a run, which is exciting. And that's what you want to see. This, this is too good of a division. And, you know, listen, the, the Broncos and the, and the Raiders even really aren't – like, I know the Raiders are rudderless. That was a great – analogy Jeff they really are they're still what six and seven like it's not it's not like they they haven't had their wins you Mm -hmm. know beating the Cowboys and you know um 
I think I think the AFC West is, you know, we had our doubts. I know we did in the offseason about what the AFC West was going to look like. And I have been pleasantly surprised at the parity and the excitement that the AFC West has given and, and, and the types of wins, big marquee wins that they've come up with uh, as, as a division. And so I'm, I think the future is really bright um, for this division. Totally agreed. And, you know, if our predictions uh, come true that the uh, – that the Chiefs and Chargers play each other again in the playoffs. Well, we'll we'll have to then we'll have to go with another rendition of the uh, Superchargers song. Yes. So we, yes. maybe we'll save that. I can end. I can end. Show. I can end the show with it if you'd like, Jeff. You could give, the, give our listeners a little treat. Here it comes, San Diego Superchargers. There you go. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed this show and Joe is singing. The show presented by Bet Online. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.